All right. Hi. Hi, Facebook and Instagram and hi, podcast people. It's Jemima, the Connection Coach, and I'm here with Fidel Bohill, the Modern Man Coach. Hi. You got the name bang on. Well yeah. <laughs> Good pronunciation. So nice to talk to a man about this stuff because we're in the kind of a similar field, aren't we? We are indeed. Talking to people about relating and connecting and being real and all that kind of stuff. And I'm really interested to hear some of your experiences around working with men and about how you do it, what you do and all of that stuff. Oh, the secrets, the secrets. The, um, yeah. oh, the entire industry is weighted, isn't it? It's like 70, is it 72 or 73% women? Is it? Um, in their coaching space. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In Western, in the, no, in, in the world. Yeah. And the vast majority of that 30 odd percent that are, that are men are actually business coaches. Yeah. So as for kind of like personal development coaches and therapists and things like that, very few are guys. It's growing, but nevertheless, um, it's a heavily weighted industry, which is interesting. Hmm. And as much as the big cry is from women, that why don't the men go and do the work? Like, um, I have this discussion quite a lot. It, it popped up. A, a woman really, really described it so well. I was listening to a program on Radio One Extra, and there was a young black woman who was explaining uh, she had uh, eating disorders, and she was yeah. explaining why she struggled to find a therapist to help her with it. And she said, well, look, the reason why I, have a, I haven't found one because I haven't found anybody that looks like me or feels like me. And she said, well, the biggest problem is when I've got this stuff going on to ha then ha add the extra pressure of me having to explain the cultural nuances that yeah. are there within the Caribbean community that, and the stuff we have around food and all of this is really like it's, it, it puts me off. And I, I just thought she explained that so well. I mean, I'm joining a little panel of black male coaches who are even rarer. Mm. Uh, on International Men's Day on the 19th, we're doing a live broadcast across all of our channels um, to talk about that as well. I mean, I'm, I get quite a lot of black men on my on my programs, and that's simply because and most of them have never touched any of this kind of work before. And the only reason they're doing it is because they see me and they know that they won't have to explain all of these cultural nuances and stuff like that to to me because I'll get it. And yeah. that, that way they can just turn up and be themselves and, and say and do and not be judged or not worry of having to to speak or pretend to, to do that thing <laughs> that sometimes we have to do when we're in society, you know, when, yeah. we're in, when we're on other sorts of group programs and stuff like that. So it's a whole layer men, men feel like that in general, you know? Yeah, it's a whole layer. Like when if you feel like you have to explain yourself or that you have to kind of contextualize yourself. Sure then you're you're moving away already from like the depths of what your experience is inside. So right. it makes sense that you're going to pick somebody who has some sort of understanding about how your life has been. Correct. It, it, at least at the surface level. And then the other issue that we have with men as well is that the vast majority of men of our generation are kind of apologetic about being a man. Yeah. So having to then unload about being a man to a woman, you, especially the guys I work with, the nice guy syndrome stuff, they're going to be a little bit apologetic. They're not going to want to talk about their sexuality. There's going to be guilt, shame, and, you know, 
And I think a lot of guys that do choose to work with women, first of all, there's a little bit of mummy stuff going on there initially. And I do, I work with a lot of guys who work with women, first of all, and then come and work with guys. But yeah, it's an interesting dynamic. And yeah, there needs to be more male coaches, which is why I've set up the Modern yeah. Man Coaching Academy. Yeah. Little plug yeah. there. Cool. Um, <laughs> but whatever works, you know, like if that's yeah, yeah, their yeah. path to get there, then great. Oh, without, without doubt. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's the important thing to get across here. It's not knocking guys who want to work with women first of all and I work with women too so there's women who want to engage with a a male coach for many different reasons so it's not about knocking that whoever you feel comfortable go do it but I think it just might be a bit of a barrier to more men doing the work and more women being frustrated that there isn't more men to choose from yeah (laughs) I mean it's certainly something that I speak to my clients about Mm -hmm. the being in the world of working with women which is the majority of i've only just opened it up to working with men so that's everything that i've been doing but then there's this sense of well it is all very well having loads of turned on switched on women but what about what about the guys like we we want to be in relationships with men we love men you know and it so it's absolutely so necessary the work that you're doing um I wonder if one of my questions for you was, do you see a pattern in the men that come to you? As in, do you see a particular set of challenges that they are dealing with, that they come to you with? Or is it really across the board? Is it so wide and varied? Yeah, I mean, I'm a little bit niched. Right, because I, I, I do a lot of marketing around guys who've been through divorce, although weirdly enough, about 70% of my clients are actually in relationships. But I'm also a certified no more Mr. Nice Guy coach with Dr. Robert Glover. Yeah. I don't think the, the, the fact that I work with Dr. Glover and I talk about nice guy stuff a lot is the sole reason why a lot of guys with nice guy syndrome, which we'll dive into in a minute, uh, approach me. But generally, I think that the most pervasive problem for men of our generation, particularly, you know, I, I work with guys mid thirties to mid fifties. I mean, I've got one guy on my councillor Kings who's 61 at the moment. Um, but it's beautiful. <laughs> 61, him, 61 year old black him. guy, man. Do you know yeah. what he did this week? He went and got himself a bike and went on the first bike ride he'd been on in 40 years. That's the first <gasps> like proper bit of fun. Oh. allowed himself in in decades. So it's a really beautiful thing. Actually, he had me very, very moved when he posted a picture of himself on his bike. That's so nice. Yeah, it's beautiful. But um, so, yeah, what I touched on earlier, really, this guys do not really know how to be a man. I actually had a guy who came out with it directly in in my inbox the other day. He just said, do you teach people, do you teach men how to be men? And I was a bit cautious about my answer because I was just like, kind of, yeah. Because most people are like, well, you know, who you see the uh, man is whatever I decide it's going to be and, and, and stuff like that, which is a real cop out answer, by the way, guys, um, I think, because it is because <laughs> it's it stops you having to dig any deeper. Well, tell me what that is to you. Well, it's anything I want it to be. You yeah, know, it's, it's this really hyper defensive thing. Um, but but that's that's the truth of it. Um, and, and what we've got with this kind of. Um, equalization of society now is a kind of masculinization of of women to a certain extent but women are better at being 
moving up and down that masculine feminine spectrum than men are there's a theory that i read about a while ago which feels quite true to me is that women slide up and down that scale due to whatever position they are in life and how they relate to whether there's a man in their life or not mm-hmm. and how those men behave um whereas men are born with their split of masculine and feminine energy and that doesn't change and that made me think actually you know what i still know a load of guys that i went to school with and there are those guys that had hairy chests and armpits and their voices broke at 10. do you know what i mean <laughs> yeah and they were like mm. and they still are <laughs> and then you've got the more uh the guys who have great more feminine energy like you know a bit even like myself um and they're still like that like none of them have changed the whole 30 odd years i've known them mm. um they've kind of stayed whereas the women i know that i've known since school as well so i'm still really good friends friends with a lot of them have fluctuated dependent on their life circumstance mm. so guys really just don't know they don't know what it is to be a man they don't know how to connect to their masculinity they don't really know how to relate to the modern woman mm. um, and those those are the those are the most common problems they don't know how to manage yeah. relationships and they don't know yeah. how to manage themselves yeah no that's it i mean that's that's one of my taglines is connection starts with you right so you've got you've got to have a a clear and solid kind of understanding of who you are and like what your values are and all of those things before you start playing with somebody else's emotions etc and i think part of that fundamental understanding of who we are for men is to understand that masculine energy. Like I said, we've all, we've all got a mix of both. And I I think level two is understanding the other bit, right? (laughs) And level, level three is a higher dimension, but for a start, women do need to connect with that positively with their femininity and men connecting positively with their masculinity as a real foundation. It's essential. And it's part that everybody seems to want to skip or not identify with. um and again our generation of men eschew it almost you know they're like because their image of masculinity that from generation two generations ago which is this dominant kind of bullying image that we've painted our our current society has painted this image of previous man to be Mm -hmm. these bullying overbearing toxic toxic version of masculinity which isn't true it might be on a societal level but certainly isn't true individually but again some of us might have encountered that and and that paints a picture and so we connect with our own sense of masculinity in this really negative way uh and and that's a problem yeah big 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 problem um again i read uh, an article recently uh a survey done by a load of psychologists in geneva and they were looking at the connection between feminized society and the feminization of men and this this kind of gender equality not from a work position but where everybody can do everything homogenization and and the rise in homophobia mm-hmm. so being homophobic is 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 on the rise where men are choosing to be homophobic and anti-homosexual and stuff like that in order to connect themselves with masculinity right right so to make, yeah. to, to make me something about who they are manly right because an old version of to be a man and here's the difference between femininity and masculinity from from recent history 
is that where femininity is described in and of itself, you know, being gentle, being yielding, being generous, being helpful, etc. One of the foundations of masculinity is not being feminine. Mm-hmm. Whereas being feminine has never really ever been described as not being masculine. Like whatever you do, don't do that. It's getting that way now, weirdly enough. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but like part of being a man was also don't be a sissy, don't be feminine, don't cry, don't do all this feminine stuff. I remember that from school. I remember that from, you know, when I was like eight, nine, ten, and, you know, boys who were my age saying, oh, I'm not gay. Like, you know, you you say something to them and that would be their response or their retort because it was such an insult. Yep. You know, like you say about, you know, being tearful or being upset or being a bit more sensitive. So, yeah, that's sad to me that it's there is that still kind of in the field where there are there are men who are are feeling so lost about what actually is masculinity because they want it, but they're not sure what it is. So it's like a moving into something else to prove what you are or prove what you are not. Correct. Because, again, it's always uh, it's been easier to to kind of describe masculinity of by saying what it isn't right yeah. and that it yeah. isn't feminine yeah and so well now the feminine is very um multi-skilled isn't it you know the feminine can be all of these wonderful things and we're like well we look at women now who are going to work they're being bosses they're building big corporations they're, do- they're doing the competing at sport they're doing everything and now we're like well how can we not be that yeah. um and there's this confusion i know well the idea of a feminized man unfortunately is gay uh, which is weird uh, and it so people weird. are choosing to be not that is yeah. their is their kind of starting point for being a masculine man is yeah. I'm not gay. Um, yeah 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 i like yeah. to take it all the way back to the metaphor for when i talk about masculine and feminine because it's something that i deal with with my female clients as well because often they will present with um like a facsimile of that toxic masculinity that they've mm-hmm. inherited from their dads or from their absent fathers or whatever mm-hmm. and go right back to that the metaphor of the river and the banks and that the masculine is the banks and that the river is like the shakti flow and she's wild but she needs to be she needs to be contained otherwise she has no depth and no power and obviously we've all got masculine and feminine inside of us so that, that's something that I encourage them to build as yeah, well likewise. because until you have it you know until you have it it's like you can't you can't just go i want that from outside without developing any sense of that on the right, inside yeah because you don't you don't know what it looks like and you don't know what it feels like no exactly it's, and, and in the same <laughs> in the same way men do need to connect with their feminine but i think mm-hmm. that's like i said that's level two yes um first of all i just I, i'm just desperate for more men to connect positively with this sensation of, of masculinity and understand how how positive it is and how needed uh, there was a quote from fight club wasn't it that, that masculinity is no longer necessary it's it's a choice it's now a choice right. right because for the first time in history we don't need that masculinity out in the world you know we don't we're not fighting any more wars particularly yeah. not hand, not hand to hand anymore we're not building anything particularly we're not digging not in we're not down the pits we're not in the mines we're mm-hmm. not doing all of this dangerous stuff that essentially required that physical masculine element anymore um and so 
yeah it's a it's a choice isn't it like we get to choose it's not yeah. necessary yeah but what are we choosing that's the question yeah do you find that i'm curious about the kind of the differences and the similarities in mm. working with guys and working with women do mm. you find that there has to be some sense of safety i'm going to call it safety there's probably a better word before you start to kind of deconstruct you know that the the yep. nlp phrase of like everyone's doing the best they can with what they've got available and do you find that there has to be um how do you say it? like the acknowledgement of that between you and client before they will just then soften and go oh you know that relief of knowing that it's okay to show up in their truth whatever that is at the moment yeah, or is that I not think... as necessary for men as it is for women i think it's very necessary for men i just yeah. think i do i do it really really quickly and i think a lot of my clients just immediately feel that way yes. um i find that that process is really interesting on a group call so yeah. when i run my my small group program the council of kings it's amazing like that first call when they all turn up and it's all a little bit uh, uh, but within 10 we do a practice so at the beginning of each call i get them to do a practice so they've all done something silly that they've never done before especially in front of other people and i watch them all and i go right now close your eyes and they're like they're still still (laughs) peeking out and stuff and they're like oh what what if i do something silly but within half an hour and then we do kind of like an introduction and uh my mentor, Dr. Glover, calls it something, a great phrase, terminal uniqueness. So I think, again, mm-hmm. the big problem with men is they wrap themselves up that they're the only ones that are going through this thing. And they're mm-hmm. the only ones that are dealing with it so badly. Mm-mm. And that's why they don't tell anybody else, because everybody else will think they're stupid yeah. for having this problem in the first place and for dealing with it the way that they're dealing with it yeah, dealing badly. Then when they get on a group call, and there are all these guys, there's black guys, there's white guys, tall guys, skinny guys, American guys. I've got a guy from Finland in there at the moment. Like, you know, I've got a couple of guys from, from the States, guy from Australia, you know. Uh, and actually, were, we're all fucking out the same. Excuse my French. Do you know all what right. I mean? It's like, yeah. <laughs> and and they, drop, they drop that realization that they're the only ones dealing with it. And they realize that actually there are all these other dudes and we're all going through the same sort of stuff. And I always hold my hands up as well, you know. I'm a recovering nice guy. I haven't ended it. It still pops up, you know. It's a yeah. it's a it's a daily thing. It gets less and less, but this stuff is so deeply ingrained mm. um, that it doesn't just disappear. And if you think it has and you stop paying attention to it, that's when you'll realise that it will soon come yeah. back. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that that knowing and also that humility is what makes a really good teacher, anyway. And sure. Someone who can hold that space for others because it's mm. like. We're, connect, we're connecting over our shared humanity mm-hmm. at, at the bottom level, you know, it's even beyond masculine and feminine and whatever. It's like we're all human beings and we're all having this experience where it, it, there's, a, there's an inbuilt patterning in us that makes us afraid to be different to the tribe in case we get like rejected and isolated because then we'll right. die it's like that's big that's a big fear fear. and it's it's so primal in its roots yeah primal that's the word there's another thing going on with men which is our which which makes it quite a delicate operation is the hierarchy thing that we have going on so when men get together in a group even if it's just two of us um 
there's a far part of our brain that sorts us out into hierarchy and and again working as as, from a business perspective it makes doing business hard because a lot of guys are like well if i go and work with fidel then i'm immediately putting him above me in my hierarchy right Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of resistance in choosing to do that especially for a lot of the guys who need to do the work that i do right (laughs) because they've got issues with that right you know and and so there's a delicate balance to me being open and vulnerable with them but also still because it won't function if if there isn't a hierarchy right it, it won't it will kind of it's all a bit weird then they won't follow they won't you know you can't lead them where they need to where they need to go so you have to be vulnerable yet still strong and knowledgeable in yeah. in their eyes do you know what i mean and it's yeah a real, it's a balance isn't it it's a, it's a real delicate balance which i love i mean that's yeah. part of why i love what i'm doing and yeah. there's also the balance of masculine and feminine right because coaching in itself is a feminine process yeah 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 so but you have to i think even female coaches have to go through this as well we have to provide that safe container right which is masculine yeah definitely connect with our clients which yeah is the feminine. structure the structure is all important when you're right. taking people through the connection the connection is also important too so yeah. we have to do this masculine feminine thing at the same time yeah um which is a very deft skill mm, it is it is just do naturally yeah yeah i really i really like that i really like that description of you know being able to hold space for both and i mm-hmm. i think at the moment especially kind of in the in the wider discussion people are very drawn to the polarities and to you know that the Cartesian thinking and it's just like it's this or it's that and it's like no it's not it's both it's um, it's, it's easy though isn't it um and, and yeah I'm, you don't have to think yeah it's just I, like I'm pick a side a, I'm in a few polarity groups and stuff like that and it's just the dogma is ridiculous <laughs> yeah. and there's just there's no allowance for nuance in there at all and people lap it up because yeah. it's got rules like you know rules i can follow give me abc cookie cutter approach tell me how to do it tell me what to do tell me what is masculine what isn't yeah. masculine do you know what i mean and how mm-hmm. i should behave in every single set of circumstances so i've got this rule book and i can live yeah. my life by it and it's crazy because it's not how it works at all no and i th- i think the craving is for safety for sure like, yeah, it, yeah. Like, i i want the safety i want to know that i'm doing it right i want to know that i've i have it correct you know <laughs> and like, sadly that's not how life works <laughs> i know some of the questions i see in some of these groups it's just like wow yeah know, really asking somebody this level of of instruction on some real basic life stuff next level things like yeah. is buying my husband a christmas present a masculine thing to do is it leading them if i buy him something should i ask him should i ask him what he wants and stuff like that like seriously (laughs) i think i know whose group you're in (laughs) that 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 one in particular is it's it's a real eye-opener isn't it to where people are with this stuff yeah Um, why on why they turn up what they're looking for it Um, is so i mean with that in mind tell me a bit about how you help people isolate and locate what their truth is because i think we're both on the same page with that it's like you you have the template like you've got the wisdom you've got the power 
but you need to extrapolate that from all the other bullshit that you've got yeah. going on so my little process is values vision goals yeah um so knowing who you are what's important to you right value values elicitation and, and values processing is one of the least kind of talked about or it's for me it's the real very foundation of personal development or life yeah. coaching if you're going to yeah. do life life coaching right values should be front and center yeah. so you do values first then we create a clear and compelling vision of the future and even though the the end result is important knowing where they want to be in 10 years time is really really important having clear and compelling vision of that the interesting part is the process that they have to go through mm. in order to get there which is for the first time for so many of them truly asking themselves what they want yes what they need what they desire um you ask guys like what what do you what do you want and most of them just like uh i mean i remember it myself i had a clear and compelling vision of my future when i was married i remember yeah. after the divorce one of the first things i did was i was sat around my mate's house who i was staying at and i pulled out my vision which is a drawing that i, I get my guys to do and i do i did myself and i looked at it and i was just like damn like none of this was actually what I wanted. It was like a big house in the country with horses um, yeah. and all of this sort of stuff. I was like, I don't, I don't, horses are all right, but I'm allergic to them. I don't particularly like them. I don't want to, I don't want to live in a country. I'm a city boy. It was yeah. like, I was as, as a, as a man, as a belly, as a health, healthy man that's doing what he's told by society or whatever. Our role is of provider and our, everything is geared around what do, what does my wife and kids want? And it's yeah. my job to provide that for them. Yeah. And which is why our, our wants, needs and desires then pop out in unhealthy ways, right? Yeah. <laughs> because we're not doing it consciously because we've never actually asked ourselves properly in a real good process what we want. Yeah. And then we decide how to get there. So that's my kind of like basis because doing values, getting clear on what we want, where we want to be at a point in the future and then deciding how to get there. Doing those three things pulls together so many other, so many other stuff. So the goals mm. then is showing guys how to be more decisive right okay mm -hmm. right, we have to make some decisions here man like how are you going to go and get it like oh, yeah. what comes first right let's do this let's let's work it out let's have a plan let's have a structure create structure in your own life first um it's so interesting to hear this process because it's so similar to, yeah. to what i do yeah, as be, well yeah. and mm -hmm. and this the big kind of foundational piece for me is is helping them see that they're for the most part externally referenced mm -hmm. rather than internally referenced yeah, yeah. Totally. that shift that turnaround it's like oh let's yeah. just move the lens and just look inside that is the beginning of everything you know yeah, that's like sure. the opening up of everything and it's a really exciting place to be i think because from there you can create whatever you want can't you yeah that's the questions i get them to repeat over and over like what what do i want what feels right to me. So that's another thing for, for men is I just start asking them what they feel. Um, we do loads of work on emotional intelligence, which most guys just don't have any language for. Okay. Certainly when they communicate with women, they're all like, uh, why are you doing that? Uh, what's your thinking behind that? That doesn't make any sense. What's the logic behind that? And they're asking women these questions and women can't, their women can't answer them or they do get the best like, to answer uh... them. But it's not, yeah, right? They're asking these real masculine questions of the feminine. And, yeah. and it, if, if they get an answer, what they, they don't understand, they're actually putting their partner in more, more of a masculine state by asking this type of question. 
Yeah. So getting them to ask their female partners how they feel about that. What does that make you feel like? And asking those feeling questions, but also asking that of themselves. Right. Yeah. We do a great meditation where they just do a scan every morning where, you know, okay, how does my body feel? Like where's the tightness? That's the first step of self-awareness, right? Yeah. Where does it where does it start? So if we're going to change behavior, we start with the emotive stuff and that usually creates a feeling somewhere in your body, in your head, in your chest, shoulders, jaw. So mm-hmm. it's like a gut, stomach, something like that. There's a tightness. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the first little alarm bell, right? Yeah. So when we can find out where that spot is and we feel the tightness, we can then cut the behavior off at, at source. We can then go, oh, there's the alarm bell. What am I about yeah. to do? Yeah. So we do a slow scan of their body. Then they do a slow scan of their their, their feelings, you know? Right? How, how, am I, how am I feeling today? Because you do that at the beginning of the day, more likely to understand your reactions and be able to tell yeah. people, look, guy, I'm feeling shitty today. I'm feeling angry today. Yeah. Don't do this sort of stuff around me today. You're going to have yeah. to excuse me. I'm feeling tired today, whatever. So and again, guys are just like, oh my God, I never thought That's about doing that. Changer. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, cause you're, you're giving them like Google translate, aren't you? <laughs> you're just like, yeah. Yeah. get back into your body, which will tell you mm-hmm. everything that you need to know. Like so that. yeah, magic. Mm-hmm. Wow, this is brilliant. I'm really enjoying this little conversation. <laughs> Good, me too. It fills me with hope. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like you said, your 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 stuff is is similar, and I think look, at the end of the day, there's there's a finite amount of truth, isn't there? Like there are things that are. <laughs> yeah. And when you cut it all away, we'll all end up at the same place doing the same sim- similar stuff, or the mm. good people will be. Um, mm-hmm. And we can dress it up and market it and use all these other different stuff on the outside, sell them what they want, give them what they need type of thing. But underneath all of that, we'll, all the good people will be pretty much doing the same stuff, right? Well, we're all human beings, aren't we? Yeah. And we all want to experience like a quite a small set, a limited set, really, of core feelings and experiences of you know feeling of belonging and connection and love and affection and all those things mm-hmm. and it's like well it, are you ready willing and able and and if you're if you're not one of those things then good to find out sooner rather than later for sure, for sure. <laughs> and, and get the help that you want like if it's somewhere that you can identify where you're stuck get the help mm-hmm. where you want so yes I I want to close by just asking you quickly about um, the program that you've got going on at the moment, which I love the name. <laughs> Balls Deep. Balls Deep, baby. Awesome. Yeah. I love it. So, yeah, tell me a little bit about that, like who it's for and, and what's the deal with it? Like, why? It is, the full name <laughs> is Balls Deep, the relationship program for men. Um, so that's it's I all in that. there. Owning it. <laughs> owning it yeah 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 for sure because yeah. like i said I, I i'd aimed quite a bit before divorced guys but i just realized that more and more people pre-divorce were coming to seek my help to make sure it didn't end up that way so yeah. i put I poured my heart and soul all of my knowledge and experience into this course not just my stuff but a load of stuff from the guys preceding me that have gone before me and put together stuff like this there's there's there is absolute field of gold in there the content is amazing um but basically, we're teaching guys how, how to lead in a relationship and what that means to bring masculinity to a relationship. Because, look, in the wider world, we can all go and be that and, and, and 
that masculine feminine is no longer linked to roles anymore. So you can be a house husband, you can be a florist, you can be a ballet dancer, you know, women can be a CEO and an engineer and a builder. Um, and um, I saw a great band the other day actually called Plum Her, um, which sounds okay. fruity, but it wasn't, it was a female plumber. <laughs> um, <laughs> brilliant. But the place where polarity really comes to the fore is when we're in a heterosexual gender relationship mm -hmm. right and and that's where this stuff really really plays out and so essentially my program is is teaching guys how to lead with consideration and love and what that actually looks like on a practical basis um how to have those conversations how to, how to step into that and how to how to be around your partner and create a relationship also though going balls deep means right we're going to be fully committed here's the other thing like men, I know we're supposed to be wrapping up. I'm no, don't worry. Cool. <laughs> like men are much happier in mediocre relationships than women are. Like guys are real happy in a real mediocre relationship. Really? It's like, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Guys are just okay. like, well, because the, the masculine just seeks peace, right? So it's just like, as long as I'm being left alone and I can just do my thing, we have a bit of sex every now and again, and there's food and okay. cupboards and I can watch the telly and stuff. The vast majority of men are really, really happy with that okay that upsets them is when their woman isn't happy and they're yeah. like huh i've done all the stuff why are you not happy with me like look I've, we've got the house with the foods in the fridge the telly is yeah. on like what are you moaning about because mm -hmm. the guys are happy with that right to a guy that's a great life like i get to go out do work come home wife kids everything Ta -da. um why do you want more um because most of them haven't even thought about what more looks like so the other issue for, for guys is that is is learning whether they actually want to be in that relationship with that woman okay mm -hmm. a lot of guys are operating on planet fear where they're like i don't want to rock the boat i don't want to upset her because she might dump me and then then it's all gone i'm not sat yeah. on the telly wife and kids like my life's torn apart and so again they will put up with all kinds of problematic behavior from their female partners so the premise of balls deep is right we're going all in right we're going to put all our cards on the table we're committed to this relationship we're going to bring ourselves fully into this relationship we're going to ask all the hard questions all mm -hmm. right and we're going to provide all the honest and transparent answers to our partner right and by the end of it you know yeah. what we're either going to have the relationship of our dreams and it's going to add rocket fuel or it's going to blow it the fuck up yeah it's going to be over yeah, yeah. At least you know now rather than wasting another five years of your time in some tepid beige relationship yeah amazing on board so that's, that's that. the, the concept that's brilliant i absolutely love it and i'm a massive fan of doing work in groups as well which is kind of hilarious because i resisted this for so long like myself I was like, no, I'd rather no, like poke my own eyes out than do group work. Oh, but no, when I when I did first start that years ago, I realized there was something about being witnessed. There's something about being in community and like we don't get hurt in isolation. We don't develop any of our coping mechanisms in isolation. We do it in community. So why not also learn in community? um so yeah i'm really happy to hear about that it's amazing and at the moment i only do one-on-one -on -one work with guys so yeah. i'm gonna send them yeah to me too program. <laughs> i did run a women's group once and uh i'm not gonna say never again but it's, it's certainly not <laughs> but no thanks 
yeah 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 but okay. i love honestly men's group work is is absolutely fills my heart man you know yeah it's, amazing it's watching guys develop and form the brotherhoods that they never thought was possible is just a wonderful thing for me oh it's beautiful it's so good i've so enjoyed talking with you thank you so much thanks for the it's opportunity been brilliant and um i'm going to put all the associated links underneath so that people can come find you if they want to know more Thank you. Yeah, Paul's right. Deep finishes on, we're closing the doors on November the 21st. Yes. Oh, so we've got a couple of weeks. they got, got a couple, couple of weeks. they got a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It starts in. on the 22nd. Nice. All right. Thanks, Fidel. Thanks. That's awesome.